Matthew chapter 18, verse 1. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. When we speak of faith, I believe many view that word like the word love. Love has so many meanings in our culture and so many applications that when someone says, I love you, they're really not speaking of having a relationship where they would sacrifice for you and always have your back. And it doesn't necessarily involve emotions. How many relatives have told you, I love you, when they really don't, especially in the biblical use of the word love, the original word being agape in the New Testament? And agape carries the idea of sacrificial and unconditional love. Most people are familiar with John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So when two people embark on a relationship because they fall in quote-unquote love, what are they really experiencing? And this agape love were the undying commitment of those two people that have fused their souls together. It's more than just a honeymoon experience where their emotions are the bond. Our love is commitment forever, while the other lasts as long as both parties' emotions are bonding themselves together. And once the emotions stop, once things go sideways, it's like, okay, I don't love you anymore. There's no commitment there to love. So too, faith is a word that we use carelessly. And faith carries the idea of trusting in someone or something with assurance. And it's not solely a religious word. Politicians use it saying things like, we have faith in our system. Athletes may say, I have faith in my ability. Comedians may say, I have faith in mankind etc. But when believers say it, we are saying we have faith in Jesus, in the person of Jesus, the resurrected Jesus Christ. We trust him with assurance that his word and his sacrifice are sufficient to bring us into a relationship with the Father. It's not a generic faith like, I have faith in God, whoever he is, or something like that. I have faith in a higher power. It's a faith based on that real relationship with Jesus where the Holy Spirit is now within us and communicating with us. It is obvious. Things are happening in our life. And this kind of faith is based on a reality that something provable to us has occurred in our lives, confirming that Jesus is who he said he is. It's not a blind faith. If a Christian has a blind faith, they're missing something big. It's a faith that is based on reality. 2 Corinthians 5.7, for we walk by faith and not by sight. If we have a blind faith, we are walking blind, and that's bad. But sadly, it's a reality for those who don't want to surrender their lives to Jesus. Whereas the followers of Jesus who have denied themselves and taken up their cross, they see that narrow and difficult path and they choose to walk it. Not based on a blind faith, rather based on a faith that is not seen but is understood to be real. Hebrews 11.1, 1, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. We are assured by the power of God that is changing us day by day, the Spirit that personally interacts with us, the gifts of the Spirit that we experience when we have faith and we stay within the parameters of Scripture. We see the miraculous being performed before our eyes. Not to mention, as we pursue Jesus, the blessing that comes out of nowhere, leaving us teary-eyed and speechless that happens periodically. No, there's no need to have a blind faith when it comes to following Jesus. Only a true faith, and He will do the rest. In the passage in Matthew 18, Jesus said in verse 3, Truly I say to you, unless you turn 
and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The word turn is used a few times in the New Testament, mainly when someone changes focus in a conversation. It's mentioned several times when Jesus would turn to someone and address them, and he shifted his focus from one person to another. So with this in mind, look at the verse like this, Truly I say to you, unless you shift your focus from others to me, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And over and over, Jesus makes mention of the kingdom. He said to Nicodemus, a Pharisee or a powerful religious leader, unless a man is born again or born from above, he will not see the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of God is made up of God's people and nobody else. These are the ones that have received Jesus, not merely professed in a generic belief in him. John 1, 11, he came to his own and his own people did not receive him, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, there's that faith, He gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood or a bloodline or the will of the flesh or the will of man, but of God. It was God doing the work. So this faith as exhibited by little children is a true faith. And if you've ever seen little kids, they're easy to convince of something. They're vulnerable. They're tender-hearted. And it's only as they grow older that they harden and become cynical. But when you sit around a group of kids teaching them a Bible study, they all just kind of look at you with those big eyes, you know, and they squirm, and then the one kid always has to ask questions. But you see in them a trust. They're trusting in the adult, and they're listening to what the adult says. And that faith that they have in what he says, it's genuine. And that's the kind of faith that Jesus is talking about. When we hear his voice on occasion, we sense his presence, and when we seek him, we understand that he's there. And once we are convinced Jesus is who the Bible says he is, we then have the opportunity to receive him and his spirit. And when this happens by faith alone, we now have the right to be children of God. And that's where we want to be. Ephesians 2.8, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. And Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, they're critical in a relationship with God. You can't buy your salvation. You can't earn your salvation. It's a free gift that God gives us because he loves us. Therefore, we can do nothing to earn it. We don't deserve it, but it's given to us freely. And if it's given to us, it's available to everybody else. And it's that simple faith that unlocks that grace. Romans 5.2 Through him, we also have obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. This is how we know we are followers of Christ, when we can rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We are in the family, and as his children, possessing a simple faith, like a child. That's what gets us in. That's what paves the way for us to have victory, is that faith in what God's doing. Hebrews 12, 2, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. He died to pay our debt that we owed God for all of our rebellion in our hearts so that we could become children of God and enjoy life as his child. It's the only way to live. And it's also the ultimate way to die and go in his presence. And I've seen people do this. I've seen people at their last breath. I've seen people who died unexpectedly right there moments afterwards. Nobody had a clue this guy was going to get run over, or nobody had a clue that someone was going to shoot this person. And all of a sudden, they're in eternity without any opportunity to say, whoa, I need to straighten some things out here. But when we're walking by faith and God decides it's time for you to go home, then that faith is going to allow us to go home. Most people are familiar with the song Amazing Grace, but they're not familiar with the story of how that song was written. It was written by an Englishman named John Newton, who was the captain of a slave ship. 
And one night there was a violent storm at sea and he cried out to God. And the change that happened to him instantly was amazing. It was remarkable. And it was typical of a genuine conversion from darkness to light. And he went on to be a minister. And also he began a battle against slavery to abolish it. And ultimately that effort was successful in England. As a kid, John Newton's mother, she taught him the Bible as a boy. She was a believer, and as every parent who is a believer is supposed to do, to teach our kids about God. And knowing that when they get out, like Psalm 127 says, children are a heritage to the Lord. And then it says, blessed is a warrior whose quiver is full of them. Where the Bible is comparing children to arrows. And what do you do with arrows? You pull them out and you launch them. And that's what we do with our kids. And that's what John Newton's mother did with him. So his life came full circle. But if you read the lyrics, there's one verse that stands out. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. Tis grace hath brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. Our day is coming when that grace is going to lead us home. And the faith that we develop here is going to be huge in heaven. And faith is a gift, the Bible says. So if you don't have faith and you want it, just say, Lord, I want to believe. I want to learn about the scriptures. I want to learn about you. And God, who is faithful, will do that because nobody is out of his reach. And if he can take a slave ship captain and turn him into an anti-slave abolitionist and a minister of the gospel, then what can he do with you? Thank you.